the kids present Kudos Kirby, a celebration of the journey of Jack Kirby's lesser known works. And here is your host, Angus. Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. Star Spangled Comics, issue number 9, June 1942, featuring the Newsboy Legion in another high-speed adventure with The Guardian. The Newsboy Legion by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, featuring The Guardian. Gangdom strikes with devilish cunning at Jim Harper and the courageous rookie cop who walks the toughest beat in town, and not even that mysterious figure of the night, the Guardian, can save him from the ruin and disgrace. But stronger than gangsters' might is the loyalty of four boys, products of the crime-ridden streets of Suicide Slum, who, with Harper help, have formed the Newsboy Legion to combat the evils of their environment. And in this thrilling adventure, they all but lay down their lives for their friend when the rookie takes the rap. Here lies the Newsboy Legion. They objected to my gambling joint, so I give them the business. Sure thing, Kelly. And this begins our latest story in the Newsboy Legion. The Rookie Takes the Rap. Officer Jim Harper has finally gathered, gathered enough evidence to raid the parlor hideout of Sure Thing Kelly. Now, the gang is rounded up and Kelly is put into a patrol wagon, but he vows revenge on Harper. When Kelly makes bail, he has a pit pocket plant a bribe on Harper to make it look like he's taking money from criminals. The inspector takes Jim's gun and badge pending trial, essentially suspending him. But the newsboys don't believe that good cop Jim would take any sort of bribe, so they must have been set up. What's more, if Harper goes to jail, they'll be released from his custody and sent to reform school, which obviously the newsboy legion does not want to have happen. So the boys gather information at Kelly's parlor by pretending to sell papers. Sure thing, Kelly was in hiding until the trial, but they overhear one of the guys talking about Dippy, a known pickpocket. So now he's their next lead. Dippy is led to a small cave near a construction site that the boys would use as a hideout. He talks snitches after a bit of pounding about the check he slipped into Jim Harper's pocket by order of sure thing Kelly. Tommy and Scrapper tie him up, but he slips out after the newsboys leave. He 
heads to Kelly's hideout in an old tenement building, but the boss is not happy to hear that he snitched and shoots him in the chest. Kelly sends his gang out to catch the nosy Newsboy Legion kids before they can tell Harper what they found. Big words suggest they split up to find Jim. Instead of Jim, the boys find trouble as they are taken one by one to see Kelly. Tied up now and helpless, all except for Scrapper, who struggles against the bonds until he slips free. But the small Scrapper is no match for Kelly and his crew, who knocks him through the window and down to the street below. As for the others, the gang takes them back to the cave where they had Dippy. They are placed at the back of the cave. One of the men pulls down a pillar, causing a cave-in, and the entrance is completely sealed off. Big Words, Tommy, and Gabby are trapped, entombed in this cave. Scrapper is a lot tougher than he looks and was not killed by the fall miraculously. He hurries to the cave to find it has indeed collapsed and his friends are gone forever. He searches for help and finds the guardian. Together, the two of them are able to move the rocks and debris and get to the other newsboys who are very badly hurt, but not dead. The Guardian takes them to the city hospital, and then he goes to pay Sure Thing Kelly a visit. He crashes through the skylight and beats the surprised gangsters back so he can have their boss to himself. A few well-placed punches lays the gang leader out flat, and Kelly is completely laid out. Later that day, the newspapers report that Jim Harper has been cleared of all charges, and more importantly, doctors have reported that the kids are going to survive and be fine after just a few days in the hospital. This first story from issue number nine was action, action packed. Jack Kirby had a fantastic heyday here, a, a great romp in these panels where he got to show lots of fisticuffs, gun shooting, underhanded gang deals going down, the planning of the check on Jim, and it, the whole thing is just really straight and fantastic. He he is really in his element, and you begin to see him have lots of fun with the panel work. This is in a typical eight panel layout. So you've got four rows of two, but Jack goes unconventional in some of these instances where he creates this almost mirror effect, uh, almost a window effect, but it's, it's circular within the paneling and then fades over into the next scene. In other scenes, he just uses the basic division of the panel. So what I'm enjoying about Jack's work here is that I guess it's from a point of view. He will create these half circles and sometimes full circles, but not being able fully displayed. So the tops and the bottoms are cut off, but it creates that next framing 
what's going into that panel and it becomes hyper-focused. A lot of the time it's on facial expressions, a discussion, something a little more intimate happening between two characters and it's used to really, really great effect. It isn't until we get to our last panel that we end up seeing some really incredible action as it relates to fight scenes. You have little skirmishes happening earlier on. Of course, you have the caving in the cave, the, you know, kicking out there of Scrapper out the window and then him falling to the to the ground. That, that surely has a lot of action. But I have to tell you, the last at least 12 panels here within this comic are absolutely fantastic action of the Guardian leaping down through the skylight, taking out the gang members, bringing Kelly down. And it's really awesome. And Jack then, in one section, will take two of the four rows and then divide those panels up into threes on those rows. So essentially creating six panels there and that's used for the fight sequence between the guardian and kelly and his ability to make it look frenetic that way because he squished more panels into these rows and really has brought the the action to life and and how fast-paced it is just really really great stuff so then we move on to our second story from Star Spangled Comics. And once again, the newsboy, Legion, and the Guardian battle and smash through another whirlwind action adventure for your enjoyment. And this one has a cover date of July 1942. What's also of good note on here is on the front page says, Superman says, buy defense stamps, help national defense. So this is really beginning to show the war effort kicking into gear here. And... That was a first for these comics as far as this being displayed on the front page and having evidence of that. And that's pretty significant here as we're leading up to eventually Jack's entree into the war. So the Newsboy Legion with The Guardian. The Diamond in the Rough kids of Suicide Slum surprisingly find themselves powerful officials in the city government, at least temporarily. And a cunning criminal czar decides the time is ripe for the master strokes and murder and robbery, which gives that unique organization, the Newsboy Legion, formed with the aid of friendly rookie cop and having as its protector that mysterious figure of the night, the Guardian, a chance to show its real mettle in the course of the mad breathtaking adventures that make up this amazing tale kings for a day by joe simon and jack kirby now joe simon's writing in both of these stories is absolutely fantastic if i might take an aside here and jack kirby uh, again will do a fantastic job on all the artwork in this installment as the cover artists are concerned both are credited of being jack and Joe together. You have writer's credit going to both Joe Simon and Jack Kirby in both of these stories. Penciling by Jack, inking by Joe, and their editor for this is Whitney Ellsworth. Now, 
when we enter into our story and we're beginning to look at what in the world this Kings for the Day means is that the city holds this special event where four kids are chosen to run key positions in government for the whole day. It's essentially kind of a shadow a mentor opportunity kind of deal. So thanks to Jim Harper's recommendation, the four kids turn out to be the Newsboy Legion. So Big Words gets to be the mayor, and this works into where their strengths are. So Big Words gets to be the mayor, Gabby becomes a district attorney, Scrappy the police commissioner, and Tommy, and he's not too happy with this, but he gets the role of commissioner of sanitation. And it turns out that the boys, uh, to much of their disappointment, will be doing a lot of observing and following preset schedules. So they can't exactly assume authority, but they'll at least be within the shadows of authority. So there's a gang boss, and his name is Mark Mangle. And his men commit a series of crimes where the newsboys are leading or shadowing and not thinking they'd be stopped while a bunch of kids are in charge. So... Each of the boys finds themselves involved accidentally in foiling each one of these crimes that is going to be committed, which ultimately makes them heroes in the news media. Now, Mangle has his men kidnap the newsboys, and it's Jim Harper's turn as the guardian to play the hero role. So he goes to the mob boss's hideout where the boys are kept and starts fighting off the gangsters in his way. And Tommy is the first to break out of his binds and he unties his other pals and the kids all tackle the thugs with a gun pointed at the guardian and saving the guardian's life. Now, the next day, life turns back to normal because the newsboys are done with their day of shadowing those city officials. And patrolman now, Jim Harper, comes to check up on them. And the newsboys try to trick Jim because they suspect all along that Jim Harper is actually the Guardian into revealing his secret identity by shaming him, essentially, saying that the Guardian always fights all the crime while you, Jim, do nothing. And Jim just replies that by walking his beat all day and sleeping all night, that he doesn't have time to do much of anything else. And that ends this particular story. This is an absolutely charming tale. It's really cool. It's almost as if the the kids go through their own little junior achievement deal where they're running their own city and they're there with the officials. And it, the fact they stumble into these crimes is really a great, great mechanism. Now, Jack Kirby continues and actually expands out his unconventional panel work here. And I'm, I'm sure he and Joe Simon worked a lot as a team, so there was a, a lot of back and forth and, and collaboration coordination here. W one panel in particular I absolutely loved where Jack was able to put that full circle uh, transition, that windowing effect in, and that is really, really cool to see. And it's one of Jim Harper walking the beat, coming up on the newsboys as they're looking at the paper. And that was done to really, really, really great effect. I would like to take time here to point out that the art style that we're seeing in this Golden Age comic is nothing like what you would see Jack Kirby's Silver Age work look like. And that's to be expected. This is earlier in Jack's career. There is also a stylistic 
trend in the golden age of comics that is pretty well adhered to because of readership being used to seeing things in a certain way. But I will say that both Kirby and Simon distinguished themselves very early on by the characters' faces being of much greater detail than a lot of their peers were doing at the time. And this is kudos to Joe Simon, too, as an anchor. He really, with great care, has preserved that detail that Kirby did in the penciling or added it where maybe Kirby didn't have it. And thus, you are really given a treat as a reader. The art for Golden Age art is really, really enjoyable. It's great stuff. I thoroughly love it. And also, the attention to detail in the backgrounds is pretty significant, too. The buildings have a lot more detail on them than you would see in typical comics of the day. Just the trolley car that is going by in the background of Jim Harper's He's on Patrol, great. It, it didn't need to have this level of detail, yet Kirby and Simon take the time because I think they truly care about portraying the city that they love or in loathe sometimes too, because both of them grew up in a fairly rough and tumble section of New York City. And the fact that they are taking the time to show the detail, show the grit, show the street level adds an air of authenticity that I'm sure readers would immediately recognize once they picked up this comic. As for the story, I think the stories that we experienced here in both issues 9 and 10 are heartfelt. They are birthed from the streets. I'm sure they are out of the personal experiences that both Simon and Kirby had hearing things on the street. I know that Jack got involved when he was a kid in a few dust-ups and the fact that the streets were kind of rough, but I think a lot of these stories were kind of snatched from the headlines and maybe manipulated a bit, providing that street-level view of what was going on in the city at the time. But all in all, these are really enjoyable reads. I am so glad we have unearthed this hidden gem to celebrate all year long. The Newsboy Legion here on Kirby's Kids. Kudos, Kirby. <laughs>